Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're listening to live coverage of the NFL franchise announcement from Chicago where uh, the Carolina Panthers have been named the NFL's newest expansion team. Live coverage here on News Radio 1110 WBT. And Jerry Richardson is, Richardson is just about ready to speak uh, to the, uh, the gathered multitudes in Chicago, shaking hands now with Paul Tagliabue, who you just heard moments ago made the announcement that we've been uh, waiting for for weeks. And uh, on this one day alone, it seemed like forever. Here's Jerry Richardson from Chicago. Um, I think the first thing I'd like to say that obviously this is a, this is a dream come true for me and my partners, who are many of are here tonight. And especially uh, a dream come th uh, true for uh, 10 million people back in the Carolinas that have gone to bat for us and worked every, well, been with us every step of the way, and I'm very grateful for that. And also, if there's a, I don't know where there's a camera that looks like it's from the Carolinas, but I want to talk to that camera if I could. All of you people that bought all of those 40,000 plus PSLs, you helped make history today. Pat yourself on the back. When I get back to Charlotte, I'm going to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's how WBT sounded on October 25th, 1993, as we were covering uh, one of the biggest stories to ever hit this city, especially from a sports standpoint. I have a feeling the guy we're going to talk to next would probably say it's the biggest yeah. story ever. Uh, I want to bring on right now Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman here, and uh, I don't bother him often, but I bother him when big things happen that... Uh, that Tom Sorensen can pr provide uh, perspective on that really nobody else can. Uh, I think the last time we talked to him was when uh, Bruton Smith passed and over the years uh, Muhammad Ali passing when Cam Newton came and went and came again. Uh, always got to get Tom Sorensen from the Charlotte Observer, legendary columnist, and uh, really appreciate you uh, joining us this morning, Tom. I hope you're doing well. I am, I am, and uh, as always, I appreciate having me on. Well, look, uh, uh, I think the obvious first question is, uh, tell me what you thought when you, when you heard this news yesterday uh, for the first time. I just walked into the house, and I was shocked because, I mean, obviously there had been health issues, but some people, you just it's tough to imagine your city uh, without them. And Jerry Richards was one of those guys, you know, kind of big, kind of imposing, and just figured he'd keep on going. So... That superseded surprise. I was uh, I was shocked. You had a a, a lovely um, tribute that you posted on social media yesterday. Um, it, you had very mixed emotions. I think whenever I was reading this, you you described him in one part. You said he could be entertaining and gracious, angry and resentful, and it was such a such kind of the perfect language to describe, I think, how a lot of people are feeling today because it, there's so much complexity surrounding this death because of what we know, all of the positives we know about what he brought here to this uh, city, bringing the NFL to Charlotte and bringing really a huge banking industry and making, you know, putting Charlotte on the map. And then you have the uh, the 28 team story that led to the, the team being sold to David Tepper. Um, 
talk to us about that complexity, everything that you knew, because you sat with him. You would go to his house and have uh, lunch. And I, I loved how you even described that someone showed you where to park when you pulled up in his driveway and a woman would answer the door and tell you where to sit. And then, you know, Jerry Richardson might come in and talk for 45 minutes straight. Tell us those human stories that, that, that most of us didn't get to experience. You know, there was such a, uh, well, thank you. There was such a dichotomy with him. I think there is with almost all of us, but Jerry's was larger. You know, his excesses and his failures, and they're out there in front of everybody. Um, I just knew him as a guy who, he he was complicated. Uh, I liked being around him. Didn't quite know what you are going to get. Loved mingling with fans. Uh Loved talking to him when he would go to Arts Barbecue, one of his places, or Upstream, another one of his places. And he'd, he'd encounter fans who wanted to talk. You know, they'd come up kind of sheepishly sometimes. I don't want to interrupt. And he'd say, no, no, interrupt. And it was like they were friends. They weren't fans. They were friends. And there was certainly that component. And the, the, the other side was, man, he had a temper. Remember talking to the wife of a coach, and she said, you know, when he came to the door, uh, you didn't know what you were going to get. It might be praise over something you did, or he might just blast you for something you failed to do. I told her, I said, just don't answer the door. And she said, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but he just was uh, like most of us. I mean, there's just so many different qualities. And uh, you know, I, I told it in what I wrote, what I posted, but it was such a simple thing. But for some reason, I was giving him a ride home in my working-class infinity to this very nice neighborhood. And, you know, the new quarters had been coming out, a different one for each state. And he saw one in the cup holder that he'd never seen before, and he, with long hands, big hands. And between his long fingers, he was kind of twirling the quarter around. I could tell he wanted it. And finally, he just came out and asked. He said, can I have this quarter? I said, yeah. And he was excited like a kid would be. And I thought, man, all that he has in this house to which we're going, and he's getting excited about a quarter, which I found kind of endearing because it just shows you that you know you, you come into all this wealth. You didn't come into it. You earn it. And uh, you still get excited about 25 cents. Yeah, we're talking to Tom Sorensen, uh, Charlotte Observer columnist all those years. Um, and, and I'm glad we got to see uh, a glimpse into what the, uh, the, the column would have been in the Observer this morning. Yeah. Uh, because uh, to me, I, I grew up here, and, and, and that was sort of a rite of passage. Every, you wake up and see what Tom Sorensen thought about what happened, mm-hmm. and that would kind of help you form your own as a sports fan. But I, I, I think people who are new to this area may not understand what an undertaking it was to bring an NFL team to this town. I said earlier, and I think you'll agree, you would not have the Panthers without the Hornets first, but the NFL is different than anything else, uh, and it supersedes sports. Uh, you know, you look at the, the top ten ratings each week during football season, there's a reason why football games from the NFL are one through ten almost every week, but uh, I mean, we could talk about this for days, but in a short period of time right here, how do you, how do you qualify or quantify what his quest to bring the Panthers here did for this city? Uh, it, it changed things. I mean, without George Shin and the Hornets, who knows if Richardson would have been able to get a franchise of his own. And the league told him he could put it anywhere in the Carolina. It didn't have to be Charlotte. It could have been, it could have been the Raleigh area. It could have been somewhere in South Carolina. But, you know, 
he made, he made the right decision and put it in Charlotte. And it just changed things because, as you said, you look at TV ratings, and it's not close. It's our national sport. It's what baseball was back in the 50s, even more so. Um, and, you know, I remember John Beeson, bright guy, played linebacker for the Panthers. He told me, you know, it's weird being in a place where NASCAR is number one. And I said, they aren't. I said, you guys, you guys are number one. And not to denigrate NASCAR, but it, it it's not close. You know, college basketball is so big here. College football is so big here. But nothing was like the Panthers. And now we're part of it. We're in the same league with the Giants and the Bears and the Rams and uh, the Evil Falcons in Tampa Bay. And, and Richardson did that. And uh, it was a catalyst for development. And he was out there. You know, he was uh, – people knew him. People saw him at restaurants. They, they saw him at stores. And uh, – he was. He had that gift uh, for when he met somebody, making them feel as if they were part of it, as if they were responsible for his success. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Say 20 on News Talk 1110 WBT. Back at it on a Friday morning. And uh, a lot of of news today. Uh, This story in town is a seismic one. All 28 team owners voted one way, and the one way was our way. The NFL in 1995 was playing in the Carolinas. Hallelujah, five and a half years and millions of dollars later, it is official. And celebration continues all over town. Our friend Brad Schultz is standing by at Founders Hall. Brad, what's going on where you are? Is Brad there? <laughs> Do we have Brad Schultz? This is uh, Henry Bogan back in 1993, and I'll get to that Brad Schultz audio in a moment. But uh, just to give you a sense of what this station sounded like on that day back in October of 93, the day that Paul Tagliabue announced that uh, the Carolina franchise was coming to this city, and we would later find out that Jacksonville would be the other team a few months later. Uh, but it was a big day, and now, all these years later, on uh, March 3rd of 2023, uh, we got the news that Jerry Richardson has passed away at the age of 86. It's Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman here. Tom Sorensen, a longtime columnist from the Charlotte Observer, is joining us. Uh, Tom, thanks for hanging on. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Happy to. We so appreciate getting your perspective. And I mentioned last segment when you were with us that you wrote a lovely tribute on social media um, about Jerry. And I want to read the last lines that you wrote. You said, there's no simple way to tell Richardson's story, no single facet on which it hangs. I liked him and respected him. And heck, he's the best owner the Panthers ever had. Um, Now, of course, we're in the David Tepper era. So a lot of people today who are waking up to this news or maybe heard about the news of Jerry Richardson's passing yesterday think about 2018 and they think about the scandal that led to Jerry Richardson selling the team as people grapple with uh, his legacy. And as you said, there's no easy way to tell his story. How do you think 2018 lasts for him? Is, is that the legacy? Is that what people remember? Or is it far more than that? That's a good question. We don't, we don't get to choose what our legacy is. And it's not carved out. I mean, different people will interpret it in different ways. Certainly what happened um, 
the racist comments, uh, the misogynistic stuff. I mean, that's that's part of them. And my theory is simply that a lot of people who grew up when he grew up were that way. And then they evolved, at least the best of them. And I think Jerry evolved. Um, but I think within that framework, at the stadium, it was tantamount to a, a fiefdom. I mean, it was his turf, and he ruled it. And he got to say what he wanted, when he wanted, and to whom he wanted. And I think that was the genesis for some of what he said. I'm, I'm, I'm not making excuses at all, because I know he made people uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, those were comments that he made from which you don't come back. And they cost him his team. But also, I think they cost him more because um, Jerry obviously was a major public figure, but he also cared deeply what people thought. I remember one time a, a local sports anchor had said something about him, really no more than a sentence or two. And Jerry heard it and was livid. I asked him why he cared, and he said, I just do. And he he really cared how he was perceived. So once... What happened if the stadium came out and everybody knew? I think he just dropped out. Um, he, I don't think he was nearly as social. Uh, I don't think he made nearly as many public appearances. I think he just kind of was like when Ali did the rope-a-dope, you know? He just kind of dropped out and was back against the ropes and, and uh, I think probably turned inward to, you know, to family and um, close friends. You know, he didn't do many press conferences. I mean, I think David Tepper's already spoke. He spoke more in the first year than Jerry did the entire time he owned the team, uh, if you add that all up. A Jerry Richardson press press conference was a very unusual thing, and yet uh, when they happened, um, you know, everybody gathered around because it was so unusual. When the 2018 scandal happened, um, not that I expected him to come out and do some long press conference about that, but when the era ended, uh, when you think back to how it began and how it was for so long, the way that it ended, I know, uh, you know Jerry may have never intended to say anything publicly, but I'm sure he thought it. And wouldn't we all like to know what his final thoughts would have been on talking about what he hoped his legacy would be? Yeah, I tried to reach him, and uh, an intermediary told me, he said, look, he's just not going to talk. He just wants peace. And he always was a guy who did things by rote. I mean, he had his regular restaurants, uh, Upstream and Arts Barbecue. And uh, Bell Acres was a reg- on South Boulevard uh, was a regular stop. And I think for at least a long time, he could every Thursday he would go there to lunch. And I thought, you know, if I wanted to talk to him, I could do that. But I thought blindsiding him like that, just didn't feel right. You know, whatever advantage it would yield in terms of news, it would, I'd pay for it more and just in terms of being, I think, a less than a decent human being. So I, n- I never did it. And so I hadn't seen him for a long time. I've seen Mark, uh, son Mark, but uh, I have not seen Jerry in a long time. Now we only have you for a few more minutes. Is there a story that really sticks out in your mind, um, in your experiences with him, that you, when you heard the news, it was, you know, you told the beautiful story about him finding the quarter in your, uh, in your drink holder, but maybe a, a conversation or something that he left that really changed your mind about something or, or, or maybe impacted your soul? 
Um, you know, he, uh, I, I think it's funny, but at the NFL owners meetings, you're looking for any kind of edge I was. And so I tried to accidentally run into him. And about the sixth or seventh time I tried, I ran into him and Roger Goodell. And I said, can I buy you guys a drink? And Goodell looked at me and just said, no. And Richardson quietly said, all right, I'll meet you later. And went up to his room, <laughs> and Joe Person, now the athletic, uh, then of the Observer, came up. And Richardson had to leave the room for a second. He said, order me a drink, pick a margarita without salt. He said, you guys get one, too. And he said, all right, watch this. And he called Charlie Dayton. Charlie Dayton, superb PR guy, who uh, was a little on the nervous side. I <laughs> mean, he worried. And he said, Charlie, what are you doing? And Charlie said, not much. What are you doing, Jerry? He said, oh, I'm in my room. I had a drink with Tom Sorensen and Joe Person. And Richardson hung up laughing and said, watch this. And about five minutes later, there's uh, Charlie at the door. Boom, 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 boom. And he's there uh, with uh, Danny Morrison and the team president. He was so worried, Charlie, that we're all having a drink that Richardson might say something he's not supposed to. And Jerry did that. He wasn't saying anything, but he just wanted to get Charlie worked up. And it was one of those practical jokes, people play on each other. But that's a side of Richardson I think you don't often see. And it was uh, it was funny. He, he did that. He had that side to him. He, uh, my son worked at Upstream, was a line chef. And uh, one time, Richardson walked in and said, all right, we're Sorensen's kid, and just walked up behind him and grabbed him. And Jerry's a big guy, you know. My son didn't know what was going on, but it was it was cool that he would take the time to go into the kitchen and find him and do that. And he had he had that side to him. We think of him because of his visage, because of the way he looked. He was so serious, but he had a hell of a heck of a sense of humor. And he was uh, eh, there was a lot to him. And he, uh, you know, we're lesser with him gone. Hey, I know this is not a newspaper, uh, but it's an audio newspaper. We'll call it that today. And uh, as long as I uh, am behind the mic, I, I like to, uh, whenever I can, bring Tom on on days when Charlotte needs to know what he has to say about uh, certain events like this one. So uh, you always make time for us, and I always appreciate that, and I don't take it for granted either. Thank you so much, Tom Sorensen. Hey, anytime. And I know when somebody passes, my phone's going to ring and it's going to be Bo. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a reason this year to call you for something other than that, I promise. Yeah, I'd like to thank you both for having me on.